Hey guys, thanks for joining us again. And today we're joined by the East Grand Forks Parks and Recs Department. And East Grand Forks is part of the Craft Hockeyville Contest. And they're one of the top four finalists. And Craft donates up to $150,000 to local communities to upgrade ranks and improve the hockey for youth. So we're doing what we can to help promote this. And what this is, is it's a voting-based thing. Voting opens this coming Saturday, I think at 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning, and unlimited votes. So if you're free all, all Saturday, uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. You can just click on it and go right to the website and vote away. But we're trying to do what we can to build awareness. I don't think a Minnesota community has ever won this award, so it'd be kind of cool to have that uh, go to a local youth hockey program. And again, unlimited vote starts this coming Saturday. So hopefully you can do a favor for a local Minnesota team and town and community. Thanks. Hi, this is Reed. Hi, Reed. It's Paul the Puck. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. We're great. We're great up here. It's an exciting week. So. Oh, well, congratulations. First, that is exciting to make the top four. Yeah, it is. It's uh, you know, it's a little bit unexpected. Even we we uh, put an effort in in January trying to get our nominations out there amongst the community, but still, a big surprise when it comes through. We found out Sunday night, kind of on national television, right along, along with everybody else. So, we're uh, we're we're cruising now, trying to figure out how to get the word out to people and hopefully build some support. So, thank you for uh, being willing to help us out on it. Yeah, like I said on Twitter, anything we can do to drive the votes for you guys it'd be fun to fun to see you take home that money so what uh you know what what would the money go to do on the arena what are your plans if if you are the final you know our biggest need is our refrigeration plant we uh we've been we've been working through i spent about about the last year we've been working hard on a plan kind of putting plans in place for a couple of our arenas. We have three different ice sheets in town in three separate buildings. Um, and two of them have R22 refrigeration. The civic center does. And so is a VFW arena that we have. And so we, we need to get a plan in place to replace those cause they're very aged and it's expensive to do. So we actually, we were working prior to COVID kind of getting here and shutting everything down. We were working through a plan to be able to vote for a sales tax this November, to try to use sales tax revenue uh, to to pay for a lot of these improvements. And that all got put kind of on the back burner, on pause by the state legislature once once COVID hit and the state's revenue took such a dip. So uh, long story, long answer for you is refrigeration would be the key, but we've got a, quite a list of things that we want to do at the Civic Center. I don't know, if, have you ever been up here to our building? Have not. No, no. It's so it's uh it's an awesome old barn. It's fantastic, but it uh, refrigeration is number one. The locker rooms would be number two. The sp- the size of the locker rooms. They're in a basement, so you got to go up and down steps to get to and from. Even to get into players' benches, you go up steps and to get back into the players' benches. And uh, we'd love to somehow someday put a building addition on so we could get some new locker rooms that are ADA accessible and and a little bigger to fit the size of teams we have nowadays. When was that arena first put up? It was built in 1974. Um, and so a lot of it remains pretty original to that. There's been some, some small improvements. Like when we had a girls hockey, we added a, we did a little 
renovation that built a girls high school room dedicated for them and to do that we had to rearrange kind of some concession spaces and and lobby spaces Um, but other than a few minimal improvements here and there it it stands and looks pretty similar to the way it looked when it was built in the 70s and that's both good and bad i suppose you 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 like to keep the original look but yeah the improvements improvements elsewhere could be yeah that's a good use eh? That's exactly it. The the atmosphere is something, at least up in this part of the country, um, you know, when we we have with uh, UND being here, the college, we get a lot of college students that work for us to drive Zamboni in the winter that come from other communities in Minnesota and know to come over here and ask for a job. And I love asking those kids from Bemidji or Grand Rapids or Hibbing, you know, when you came to play here as a kid, what did you think of the Civic Center? I always like to hear their answers and all of them no matter what community they come from, say, oh, it's great. It was, it was, it's great ice. It's a great atmosphere. Even if there's only 500 people in the building for a Tuesday night game, uh, it still feels packed. It feels loud. The fans are right on top of you. You know, and so those are cool things to hear because those are atmosphere things that you don't necessarily get in newer buildings. Um, and we want to hold on to that forever. But then, yes, the downside is the amenities that go around it are, are, uh, maybe not left to what you desire in it that you get in some of the newer, bigger arenas. So. Yeah, that's for sure. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but the youth hockey program up there, does, is that run through the park and rec department or is that, how is that set up? It is. Yeah. We're, uh, I know you talked to coach Paul Messino not too long ago and he talked to you a little bit about that too. We're, we are, uh, we don't know if there are any other programs in the state of Minnesota that run themselves the same way that we do. And and we're unique in that way. And I think it's a really great thing for our community, but um, all of our, almost all of our youth sports, youth hockey included um, are organized and run through the city's parks and recreation department. So we have myself and a couple of other employees that work really closely with all of our youth sports um, in that, you know, kids register through our department for the activities. Uh, and one thing that I think a big benefit for our residents is that really keeps the cost of, of the activity down. We're not, uh, we're not turning around and trying to break even on our hockey program by charging a, a large ice rental back to ourselves to cover the cost of running the arenas. You know, we run the arena, own the arenas, run the arenas, uh, and then run the program, so it's it's largely subsidized just by our city government as a whole, our tax base, kind of through taxes. Um, so it, it's a huge benefit if you live in East Grand Forks and your kids play sports. You're you're seeing a huge benefit because it's uh, significantly cheaper. For an example, significantly cheaper for you to live in East Grand Forks and play hockey here than it would be, say, across the river in the Grand Forks and and the North Dakota side. Um, so we, we get, we have a big benefit of that and it lets us do some unique things with our program too. When we decide to do things like we've done with our squirt program and, and make it in-house, we've got some strong backing, um, from, from our department and, and kind of the staffing to make sure that that can be executed the way we want it to be. And you're, I think you're right with the, <clears throat> with the layout of it. Cause after I talked to Tyler, I did some digging and I don't, you're right. I don't know that anybody else. Excuse me, runs it that way. So yeah, you know, it's for sure in our parts, part of the country, I know that it's Crookston has kind of wavered back and forth a little bit. Some years the city's a little more involved, other years the Blue Line Club, um, Thief River Falls. We know that is an association-run program, and I think it's the case for a lot of them. So 
yeah, it's uh, we're unique, but we like it that way. We think we have a great thing going, so why change it, right? We've our numbers are very strong all the way through. You know, fortunately, in recent years, the success has been there as well, and that just breeds more more interest in it. So it's uh, we've got a really positive thing happening in our community when it comes to hockey right now. And if it ain't broke, why fix it, right? That's exactly it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So the voting for this opens what the 29th was it? Yeah, yeah. So it's a really it's a quick voting period, and that's the biggest challenge that we've got now. And, and the great thing that you can help us with is getting that word out to people that it's August 29th uh, opens at 6 a.m. That's a Saturday, and it runs all day long that day until 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. So it adds up to 28 hours. It's a 28-hour voting window that uh, we've got to get as many people out there as we can to vote. <coughs> Um, you know, the one thing that we're trying to help as we talk to people in, in other parts of the state of Minnesota, we're hoping to be able to leverage is the fact that we're the only Minnesota community that made it as a finalist. There's a Wisconsin community, a Kansas community, and a Texas community. And uh, they all have higher population bases to work from than, than East Grand Forks does. So we're a little bit, I think we're an underdog in that case from a sheer potential numbers of voting public. Uh, so we've really got to get Minnesota in general, the state of hockey, to back us and get involved uh, to help carry the weight for us here. And nobody in Minnesota has won it in the history of this craft hockeyville. We've had finalists, I think, every year, and we haven't been able to pull through with Minnesota being a winner. So uh, hopefully that this will be the year that we can get that started. Well, the uh, passion is there. We'll see if, the, if that leads to the votes, but it's interesting right. because – Last year, was it last year or two years ago, it went to uh, <clears throat> a little little town up in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Tiny, tiny little town, and we happened to be there on vacation. And uh, the uh, excitement was just out of, out of that world. I mean, was the it? town was yeah. just, yeah, it was crazy. That's cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, it can it can happen for sure. It's that definitely it's it's just about get, garnering that buzz, right? Getting the buzz out there and making sure we keep people on top of it and so we're trying to leverage anybody we know that might have an interest in it to to put out a word for us. Yeah, that's that's a good strategy. Well, I'll do what I can here to to uh post this out and you know, a few different times here before the 29th and and right. put the links out there and let people know where to find it. So, cool. Very good. We appreciate all the help. Thanks for all you do to cover hockey, too. It's exciting. I, I'm a high school referee and, and, of course, involved in our youth program pretty well. And uh, we love just, you, you know, keeping track of everything through the state, through your your service you do, too. So it's it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's fun to do, and we'll uh, keep doing it. So best of good. luck, and hopefully we can help you pull it off. So All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. You bet. Take care. (laughs) You bet. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. Let's see if we can't uh, help East Grand Forks win this top prize here this coming Saturday. So go ahead and go vote. The link's in the show notes. Unlimited votes. And let's get done. Thanks. Thanks.